0: Welcome, viewers and listeners, to another edition of CHP Talks. We're here this week with another one of our by-election candidates. This time it is John Marcus, you can see his name here, running in the Oxford Riding in Ontario. So, John, thanks for joining us today uh, for CHP Talks, and thanks for being the Christian Heritage Party candidate for Oxford. We're we're here today. We happen to be together in the Riding um, because... We had a challenging the culture conference today, right in the little town of Ingersoll, Ontario. A wonderful conference today. We heard from some great speakers, and and it happened to be the same riding where election is. Yeah, John John is running. So so John, uh, first tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you you've lived in this area for some time it um, we've lived in
1: this area my wife and i have lived in this area since i came in 67 and we got married in 72 and started agricultural farming on our own in the year 1978 and um, the rest is sort of history we do have at the present time three children locally involved in agriculture and i have a daughter in the states who's also married to her husband and the, into property management and she's a nurse my other daughter she's a teacher and so altogether we uh, are a close-knit family with four children, 15 grandchildren and one gone home to glory due to a mishap. Uh, we are a family that uh, has had our struggles and trials and tribulations, but that is usually the result of God's love to us to mold and to shape us where he needs us to be.
0: Wonderful. And, and so what do, you, what do you farm in this area? What do you grow?
1: As a family, um, we farm together. All the
0: farms are owned
1: independently. However, we work together with custom rates. And as a family, we're involved in dairy, hogs, beef. We do custom work and um, we run cash crop. The reality is, is that uh, we pay each other for services rendered. And uh, that was something my father instilled in us there was no farm big enough for two brothers and if it was big enough for two brothers, it was never big enough for two wives <laughs> and if it, wasn't big, if it was not big enough for two brothers and two wives, it would never be big enough for its offspring and so he laid the foundation of paying for each other's services and we worked together as a family so if there is a dispute, it will never be about money. And so um, in reality, my mother taught us forgiveness, Um, it wasn't a good day, and we didn't forgive each other from the heart, and she would remind us later if it was true or not, because otherwise God couldn't forgive us. The second principle in our farm family is independent ownership, and the third principle is you pay for each other's services, and I've been told by some people that our family arrangement of nine individuals is a very unique uh, arrangement. However, It was started by my father based on the biblical principle in the Old Testament that a farm was only designed to be owned by one woman and one man and their offspring. The Bible never talks about corporate families working together in a big corporation because you lose your independence. In God's economy, the independence belongs to the mother and the wife, which is the first form of governance in
0: society. Yeah. Oh, very good. So John, you've taken on the role of candidate for the Christian Heritage Party in Oxford and I know you're off to a good start. You've got some signs made, you've got brochures being printed and you've done some uh, interactions already with members in the community. I'm, I'm sure you're well known in the community. So what, what are the kind of principles... Well, I know what your principles are, but maybe tell the folks listening what your principles are in terms of um, the major issues that a member of parliament might be addressing in in this by-election.
1: I came to the conclusion after some sober thought that if I wanted to vote with a clear conscience before God, I'd have to vote CHP after the mess that happened in Oxford County. Uh, things were done there that were very um, unprofessional and very self-centered. Um, so the heart of my, of my 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 calling is, as I said earlier today, number one, um, I want to represent people in Oxford as a local, well-known in the farm community, work for many different people, but the mo- prime motivator was so that people that are deeply troubled with the affairs that happen in Oxford County, whether it's the woke movement, transgender, or the manipulating of a major party, um, that these folks could vote with a clear conscience before God before they went to sleep,
0: and still do their civic duty. Very good. So, um, and the corruption that you're referring to, the uh, the the mess up was. Uh, I'm going to be specific. Was the Conservative Party eliminating a pro-life potential candidate from from the running? Is that is that what you're talking about uh, when Garrett Van Dorland was was um, excluded from the from those who wanted to seek the nomination? I would say that
1: it maybe had a small role in it, and maybe it had a large role on it. But I think the worst thing is Oxford County GOP in agriculture is equal to the three. Atlantic provinces, which is a reflection of the progressiveness of Oxford County agriculture. On top of that, agriculture is very important in Oxford County, but on top of that, we also have two large auto manufacturers that have placed a plant here, and the reason why they chose Oxford County was because of its work ethics, and the reality is I feel, yes, there is the pro-life side of it, but there's another side to this whole issue also, that a party chose to bypass Oxford's leadership and parachute in another candidate, which is an insult to the integrity of the citizens of Oxford County who have demonstrated responsibility and integrity. And I think many people are quite upset about that. Um, Surely there must have been
0: good leaders in Oxford, because if there weren't good leaders in Oxford, Oxford wouldn't be what Oxford is. Right, so so the uh, Conservative Party inner circle injected a candidate here, it wasn't a candidate chosen by the uh, nomination process.
1: I would suggest to you, based on the word in the street, the major headquarters in Ottawa of the Conservative Party overruled The local Conservative Party, and the proof of the pudding of that is somewhat that two people in the executive of Oxford Conservative Party immediately resigned upon the announcement of
0: uh, uh, Arpan being parachuted in. Right. Okay. Well, and of course, parachuting in itself is uh, legitimate. Uh, Some of you know Justin Trudeau, uh, uh, Elizabeth May. Uh, Jagmeet Singh, I think, all won their seats in ridings where they didn't live. But if they're being put in there by a, the party elite uh, in opposition to local leadership, it indicates a real problem between, uh, uh, you know, a problem of integrity. With, with well, the I, I think, Ron, the real issue here is, when you look at it very carefully
1: and objectively, the real issue here is that when you parachute in a candidate, and I don't care which party does it and wherever it occurs, the reality is this, this parachute candidate has no feeling of what the population in that particular riding feels. You got to live in that county to know what lives in that particular riding. Mm-hmm. And secondly, when you think of it very carefully, it's an insult to the local residents um, to, for a self-serving interest of a party. And so they don't even, this parachuted candidate may not even know the work ethic, may not know the dynamics of that county. And so our system is based on representation from the people in a particular riding. And when party leaders uh, decide to ignore that for whatever reason, that in itself is problematic.
0: All right. So what are the major issues that you will address uh, when you're interacting with the man on the street here or the, the farmer in the field? It's a very busy time of year. I know you yourself are very busy as a, as a farmer, as well as now with the by-election being on. But what, what do you think that people of this county, aside from the, you know, corruption or the scandal that you're referring to, uh, what are the other issues that will drive voter, uh, you know, decision making in this writing
1: the real reason i'm running is to combat the new woke generation and i think i can do that extremely effective using romans 1 you will know me by 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 watching the creation and i intend to deal with that very effectively using agricultural examples um, which cannot be disputed On the abortion issue is probably the number one reason why I'm running there, because we're the only party left that has complete pro-life. All of them have none or a resemblance of it. The power of life is more powerful than the power of
0: death. Hmm. So, and you referred to the woke generation and the woke uh, movement, I guess, it crosses generations. but. the, and having to do with the transgender issues uh, and what's going on in the schools. Can you want to comment on that at all?
1: The woke generation of agriculture was to adopt a woke agenda. All the farms would end up for sale with no buyers because we'd all go bankrupt. It's, a, it's that simple. The transgender movement is actually, my heart goes out to them because they do not quite understand what's driving this thing. The reality of the whole transgender movement is this. Every time a young person touches his device, the carrier receives X number of dollars from the advertising companies, so they fill up their coffers by you pushing the button. It's number two, what they don't realize that the whole medical community, whether it's a psychiatrist, whether it's the doctor, whether it's the, the medicine man, they are all making money. As a matter of fact, last year in the U.S. it was a $3 billion industry. When you examine exactly what is going on there, these people are being manipulated and brainwashed and the other people are filling up their coffers and becoming wealthy while the victim and the scars that may come down the road in 20 years, they really don't care about. Mm -hmm. They filled up their money and Somehow we have to, it, my heart goes out to these people because they're being manipulated and everybody's making money off of them even though they think it's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and you're talking about the, for uh, gender mutilation and that type of thing. It's all,
1: every time these people make a move of some description, a matter of fact there's a country right now that has determined in Europe that there's 68 gender and that's actually my home country, Holland, and you're allowed to change your gender every once a year by legislative law. Hmm. So basically it's a money machine that is gobbling up people's integrity and victims end up with the scars for life that cannot be fixed. But who cares? There's nothing new under the world. When the devil comes along he has no care or want about the person. It's all about who is in control and it's about me filling up my personal coffers, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and certainly uh, the mutilation of the bodies of young boys and girls is uh, is a tragedy. And as you say, it's, it can't be fixed. Uh, they, you know, become sterile and uh, cannot go back. You know, and and so there's going to be a lot of tragedy. Well, the suicide rate is apparently 19 times as high for those who have done these surgical mutilations, uh, uh, so-called transgender uh, surgery. So I want
1: to interject here a minute. That's why it's so important with CHH Poly that we start building up our families again because a lot of these, if you trace them back, they come from single parents or parents that haven't raised their children properly. This did not happen in a vacuum. This happened because of parental, what you see in spades in this whole thing, is the first governance of parental authority either wasn't executed in their homes or it wasn't there because of single parents and these kids did whatever they thought was right in their own eyes when they were too young to make an affirmative decision that
0: may have lifelong consequences sure absolutely so for farmers in the in the area what kind of uh, things are you, you know, will you be talking about to farmers? Farmers have their own set of, and it depends what kind of farm you're in, uh, the challenges of producing crops and making a living. Uh, what kind of things will you be talking about to farmers in terms of federal policies? Well,
1: I have the unique experience of 30 years ago being president of Christian Farmers of Ontario while I interwove with uh, finance ministers and uh, agriculture ministers and senior bureaucrats, both federally and uh, provincially. I've been out of that circle for quite some time, but I did learn how the world sort of worked. And um, CHP is going to, uh, has an agricultural policy, but where I see promotion, if I was to go to Ottawa, is two things. I would keep promoting crop insurance. I would keep promoting the Agri-Invest because that's almost a biblical concept. I would also support supply management wholeheartedly, even though we are in five or six different other forms of agriculture, because it's been proven that those three three programs are the backbone of prosperous rural economies. And when you take them away, the rural economy tends to become ghost towns. So we have to look at the bigger picture here. We have one provincial party, uh, federal party, I mean, that says we have to do a supply management I don't think he's done all the number crunching of the benefits. And I think I was in Florida a little while ago and it was $11 our money for a little Sunday that I could buy for $6 at our local Dairy Queen. So yeah. supply management is not gouging the customer. Yeah. Supply management is a huge tool for rural economic prosperity along with the other two pre- programs that do not have supply yeah. management. So we're in all those all those groups and when you manage them equally, we have noticed in our farm there isn't that much difference in Unipro income because one has the offset of the crop insurance and Agri-Invest and the other one has the offset of the constant supply of, of, of a known commodity reward.
0: Well, I have been told by good friends in the dairy industry and not they're not all uh, you know super rich as su- some people like to imply. I have been told by friends in the dairy industry that uh, if the supply management was taken away, uh, a lot of Canada's dairy farms would uh, would go broke and they would just would not be able to survive. And uh, may have some things that need to be fixed, but but it I, I support the supply management as, uh, as it exists and hopefully. If there's improvements to be made, we should make those improvements. But we need Canada's farmers to survive and to continue to produce food. If we lose our own food production in this country, we're going to be in trouble.
1: That's also true, but we also have another side to Canada because 50% of our products get exported, which means we have to have a high-quality product, and that's where supply management is a little bit weak, but we have enough on the other side to make that work. And so we have to have a balanced approach to, And uh, if I was to end up in Ottawa, my primary focus would be because our present ideology in our governments, whether all three parties are, I'm not sure, exactly the same on this thing, but the overall ideology is that we have to cut our carbon footprint. Well, I'm going to suggest to you, you don't have to tell farmers how to cut carbon footprint because it's the mode of our survival. As a matter of fact, if you look at it very carefully and objectively, in the last, in my lifetime, which is from 1950, I was born, my lifetime, agriculture production has gone from 40 bushel to 200 bushel, from one kilogram to five acres to one kilogram per acre. As a matter of fact, we have five-fold our production, which allows the consumer to have 31 days to pay his bill. Well, it seems to be the federal government says we have to work till the end of June to get our money. So if agriculture was as ineffective as the government, our half of our wages would go to food. Having said that, there's another side to all of this. That if the auto industry, in its gasoline engine, which used to run 50 years ago about one liter for every five kilometers. Would have gone from one liter to 25 kilometers we wouldn't even have a carbon footprint problem, problem if they had done
0: what agriculture has yeah, done exactly very good so uh you have some events coming up on uh, may 31st you have some event uh, where where's that taking place
1: uh, we have an event in norwich on may 31 which is basically more or less the broader church community however the one i'm looking forward the most is the following night which is the federation of agriculture where I'll be the homeboy in the firing pan with my policies, which may be countercultural.
0: Well, very good. So, John, I want to thank you for running for the Christian Heritage Party. Uh, it, I was able to spend a day in uh, Montreal, in Notre-Dame-du-Grasse, with our other by-election mm-hmm. candidate, Yves Javert, and that was a, a treat, and just so happened that my, tri- my tour this time brought us to Europe. Right. You're uh, riding as well, right in the middle of the by-election. We had this meeting today, this conference. It was an excellent conference. And uh, I want to thank you for running for the Christian Party. Yep, yeah, yeah. Take, care. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to CHP Talks. For more content you don't want to miss, be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast, CHP Talks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. To view our weekly episodes in a video format you can find us on brighteon at brighteon.com forward slash channel forward slash chp canada on bit at bitshoot.com forward slash channel forward slash chp canada now social media censorship and the cancel culture have restricted what we can discuss on youtube but most of our programs can still be found on youtube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash CHP Canada. Thanks for joining us. Please share this information with others. After all, speaking the truth is an act of love. I'm Rod Taylor, National Leader of CHP Canada and your host of CHP Talks. See you next week.